Welcome to Oxford, my name is Theodora and I study computer science at Worcester College. This podcast is about what to expect from the academic life at Oxford and some key differences for international students. I'm going to be asked some questions by Liam, who works at the university. You might want to grab a pen in case you want to write anything down. Hi Theodora, thanks for joining us. I wonder if we could begin by talking about what you find most surprising as a student when you first arrived in Oxford. Obviously, the first thing that you come across as a student is the people you meet uh, in the university and in the college. And I found that the English people were really friendly and really welcoming. So I never felt uh, in any way um, bad when I first came here. Um, Another key difference between university and school or high school college uh, is the fact that Oxford is a bit less structured and uh, you need to be an active uh, learner in order to keep track of everything that's going on. So you need to ask questions, you need to make sure you understand everything from the lectures or tutorials, uh, and you need to uh, make sure that you interact with your teachers because they're there to uh, make sure you understand everything. There's a lot of unusual language at Oxford. Did you find the acronyms and vocabulary here difficult to grasp at first? Well, there are a lot of strange words, but you do quickly get used to them. Um, I know that when I first came here on my moving day, they gave me a list of all of the words that you people would use around the university. So um, even though at first they might seem quite odd and you don't really understand what's going on always, uh, once you read that list you will uh, quickly understand what they are so uh, for example the terms are named differently Uh, the first term is called Michaelmas term the second term is called Hillary and the last term is called Trinity or um, acronyms like the JCR which stands for the junior common room where uh, people tend to spend their free time maybe socialize and gather for different kind of events So I was wondering if you could explain to me what the difference is between the JCR and the MCR in college. So the JCR stands for the junior common room and the MCR stands for the middle common room, which is uh, the same concept for the postgraduates. These two can be different rooms in college where people can spend their free time or gather for different social activities, as well as the student body that organizes different events in college and which is made of a committee uh, with representatives for, for example, welfare or uh, charities and so on. With all the new language and terms specific to Oxford, is there a resource that students could use to, to get to grips with all these acronyms and names? Yes, of course. Uh, on the university homepage on each of the college's web webpage you can just type in Oxford Glossary um, in the search box and they will explain it all to you. Who are the key student contacts in college? So there are three main key contacts. The first one is the college tutor who usually uh, has one-to-one tutorials or um, tutorials in bigger groups of students uh, but it's usually no more than three Um, and they are concerned with the academic Um, side of your studies so they would be there to answer any questions you might have about your course um, and anything that you might not have understood from lectures. 
Um, there's also the college academic administrator who uh, is usually concerned with different academic duties and they might uh, give you a lot of useful information about your academic studies, uh, internship opportunities and so on. And uh, last but not least, there's the junior dean who you might want to contact for any different issues you might come across, such as maybe stress relief or welfare matters, and they can uh, help you by pointing out different activities around the universities that might be available to you. What if a student isn't sure of who to approach first? I think the first person that you could approach as a student is the college tutor because they are the main person um, that you come across in your everyday life. So they are going to be there for tutorials and you are going to have set meetings with them maybe weekly or maybe uh, every two weeks. So uh, you have a lot more opportunity to actually interact and talk to them about your everyday life, maybe. And uh, they can point you into in the right direction in case they can't um, solve your problem on the spot. Do you use academic titles such as professor or doctor when talking to staff? It's usually quite informal at Oxford. We don't usually use this uh, titles when we talk to the academic staff. But uh, if you're unsure, you can always just ask how to address to someone or you can just listen to what other people say uh, and that might uh, give you the right answer or tell you, let you know the right thing to do in a different situation. Do you have many lectures each week? This depends highly on the course you're taking. I'm doing computer science, so um, I usually have more contact hours, so lectures uh, and tutorials than a humanities student will. Um, The contact hours are usually divided into three uh, possibilities. We have lectures, uh, which means that uh, everyone studying the course is in a lecture theatre and a professor or a tutor is giving them the information they need to know for the exam. Uh, the second is tutorials when uh, there's a small group of students, so at most three students, where you have a tutor who can be a professor or a PhD student who can uh, teach you or who you are talking to about the that week's topic so uh, that's your usually your opportunity to um, ask them any questions you might have about that week's topic Uh, and that's when you uh, do this interactive way of studying and the last thing that you could have in your timetable are labs or practical sessions Uh, and these are usually for uh, science students uh, and these are usually every week for each of the modules you, you're taking. So in my normal week, I usually have about 16 contact hours. Uh, however, as I said, this can vary a lot depending on your course. How is academic progress monitored at Oxford? There's a platform that tutors use um, and they write their, uh, their reports on your academic progress. They give you feed- feedback constantly uh, and they tell you how to improve. Uh, This can also be something formal on this platform or it can be something more informal during the tutorials or during the um, sessions that you have with them. Um, Also, at the end of the year, people usually have exams uh, which are marked on a scale from, uh, on a percentage scale. And for example, 70% is considered a first class 
mark. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience with exams at Oxford? Yes. Um, in my first year, I had uh, five exams, which are called preliminary examinations. All of the first year students have to sit them at the end of the year. Then in my second year, I will have at the end of this year four exams, um, which uh, will count towards the final mark. Uh, and then in my third year, I will have 10 exams, which will again count towards my final mark. Uh, but again, this uh, the exam number can vary depending on the course. Uh, some people might not have exams in their second year and only have finals in their third year. Would everything be exam-based at Oxford or would some students be submitting dissertations or written work? There might be cases in which students have to submit projects or dissertations for their final mark. Um, this can be usually done for a master's degree or in the undergraduate studies as a dissertation work. And uh, students will sit uh, exams each term called collections. Can you tell us a little bit about what collections are and what they're for? So collections are usually exams that students sit at the beginning of each term. And they are usually mock exams for you to uh, make sure that you've understood all of the material from, from the previous term. Uh, they do not matter to a, towards your final mark and it's just a way uh, for you to be sure that you've uh, been through the whole material and you don't have any further questions for your teachers. I was wondering if you could uh, tell us a little bit about your experience of examinations at Oxford. So, um, depending on the course you're studying, you might have a different number of exams each year. So, in your first year, you might have something called the preliminary examinations, which is the first, uh, the first encounter for a student with exams at Oxford. Then, in your second and your third years, you'll have finals, which are exams which actually matter for uh, your final mark. Um, but again, depending on the course you're studying, you might have exams in your second year, you might not have exams in your second year and only sit them in third year. Also, if students are stressed about exams, the university runs a stressless campaign. Uh, this campaign points students towards helpful resources and events like exam preparation seminars and even mock exam sessions where students can sit exams dressed in subfusk. Um, Subfusk is the uh, formal uniform that we tend to use at different events, such as matriculation, graduation and exams. Uh, you mentioned matriculation. Could you just uh, explain to our listeners what matriculation is? Yes, of course. So matriculation is the first formal introduction for a student to the university. And it usually takes place in the first week of the first year. Uh, as a student in Oxford, and it's usually um, in the Sheldonian Theatre. Was any other training available to you uh, during your course at Oxford? There are a range of courses to help with research, personal development and presentation skills. There are some um, courses created by the careers uh, service that helps you improve your CV and interview skills. So there are a lot of there is a lot of support in this way at the university. If English isn't your native language when you're coming to Oxford, are there any other resources open to you? Uh, yes, of course. There's a language centre which offers all kinds of language courses. But uh, this is also open for all kinds of students that would like to learn a different language. But uh, international students do have some support in this case and they can practice their English there and make sure that uh, they understand uh, English better.
Um, can you tell us a little bit about libraries and workspaces at Oxford? Yes, so usually each college has its own facilities. So maybe study rooms if you want to work in a group or a library, which is usually open 24-7 during the term. Um, also, there are over 100 uh, libraries in Oxford that students are free to use, but they might not be um, open 24-7. So, for example, the Bodleian Library has uh, some uh, fixed opening hours that uh, you can find on the website um, and so on. But I think every student can find uh, their own perfect working space here because there's so much choice. Are students at Oxford given a reading list prior to starting their course? They usually are, uh, but even though the reading list might seem a bit longer first, you don't need to panic about it because you're not expected to read uh, page by page every book that you're given. Uh, however, as long as you um, get the main idea uh, and get the main point of the topic and you are able to argue for your uh, ideas, then you're probably uh, already doing a great job. So what do you think is the value of an Oxford degree? So I think the main focus for professors and teachers at Oxford is to teach students how to think independently. Um, personally, I think that they uh, tend to uh, try teaching students how to think in their own way about critical uh, problems rather than teaching certain methods of solving a certain problem, which can be really useful once you get employed to a good company um, and it allows you to develop and get better a lot quicker than someone who's only seen one type of problem throughout their whole university. Finally, is there anything that you wish you'd known in hindsight before you started at Oxford? Usually all of the information that I needed was given to me right when I arrived. So I can't say there was um, definitely some piece of information that I could have used before coming here. However, um, I did feel a bit scared before coming here. So I felt uh, that if someone told me that I shouldn't be scared and I'd get the all of the support that I needed it would make me feel a bit more comfortable about coming to university overall. So my advice to a student who is about to come to university is ask anyone anything you might need. Uh, be friendly, try and get out of your shell and try and not be shy because everyone's in the same situations as you are and um, you can definitely uh, get through it. That's amazing, Theodora. Thanks so much for answering these questions. Thanks for listening to Orientation at Oxford podcast. Uh, you have some links to different resources in the show notes below. And if you have any further questions once you arrive in Oxford, you can find the student information team at the exam schools who are happy to answer anything for you. Goodbye. Goodbye.